This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hello, family. Welcome back to the Amplify You podcast. I'm Michelle Abraham, and I'm so delighted. I'm here with a dear friend, Dan Janelle, and Dan is the author of Write a Book in a Flash, plus many other amazing books, which you will hear in the introduction. I just love Dan so much. We just connected again at a mastermind last week, and it was just like a light bulb went off. Dan, you are the perfect guest to bring on our podcast to help our podcasters really think about what to do with this amazing content they are creating and what to do with it next. So thank you, Dan, for coming on to the show today and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm so delighted to be here with your family. This is so cool because I think podcasters are really the content creators and the, 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 the most creative people on the planet now creating all sorts of great content, whether it be fiction, nonfiction, aspirational, inspirational, crime narratives. It, it's the new art form and you guys are really the pioneers making it happen. So I'm delighted to be here and help you amplify your message. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Dan. And let's dive in. Let's talk a little bit about how you got into becoming a book coach and what that really means. Like what is a book coach? Sure. Uh, a book coach is your guiding light. I, I think that's the easiest way to put it. Um, it's your inspirational support. It's your fact checker. It's your truth teller. It's the person who gets you motivated when you're down. It's the person who, who steers you along the right path when you're veering off the right path because they're not as emotionally invested in the topic as you. It's the person who sees the forest for the trees because you can't see the trees. And it's the person who sees the trees in the forest because you're too close to your work. It, it's all of those things and more. Basically, in a nutshell, a book coach makes your book better. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if you have one like Danny's got so much a wealth of knowledge, so much information. You've done this for so many years. Uh, this is just fantastic. And I love that you've turned your attention towards podcasting. Uh, and how can we kind of think about turning our podcast into a book, Dan, if we're just getting started at podcasting? Sure. Well, there's a reason. People are probably saying, like, why should I turn my podcast into a book? After all, I've done my podcast. I have show notes. Maybe I have transcripts, too. People can easily digest it there. Well, if you do that, you're doing a service, but you're not doing a complete service, and I'll get into that, and you're leaving money on the table. So those are two important things. Let me dive a bit deeper into those now that I've gotten your attention. Money on the table. That's probably the number one thing that is attracting people <laughs> right now. It's like, why, how can I make more money on my podcast? Well, you can write a book and even sell for, even for 99 cents. Even at 99 cents, what would happen if 100 people downloaded your book? You make $100. Well, what happens if you do a book for each of your podcasts? Well, you probably do 50 podcasts a year. Do the math. I can't. <laughs> but little, little and little adds to a lot. So even in a 99-cent ebook format, taking your transcript, turning it into a book, and I'll show you how during this seminar, um, it, it can be done. You can make extra money. 
Number two, you can get more sponsors this way. When you show them you have more content and you're sending it out in different forms, you're you, you'll be able to get more sponsorships and that turns into much bigger dollars, of course. You can also promote affiliate programs in your book and that way you can make money from the affiliate sales. And also speaking fees. If you have a book, you can speak at conferences and maybe some pay you and some don't pay you. We know that model is undergoing transition right now. But if you're speaking for free at an event and you have a book to sell, you can make money on that book. So those are four ways you can make money on your book. And I'm sure there are even more, but we only have a little bit of time here. So I want to just get your ideas, uh, get some ideas out here. Um, another reason you want to do a book is that you will be appealing to more audiences. Like, think about it. There are a lot of people who need to hear your message and the message of your guests and the overall mission of your podcast, but they can't. Why? Number one, they're technophobes. They still haven't figured out how to get onto a podcast, how to download it, how to play it. I mean, we think everyone can do it, but believe me, they can't. <laughs> Even if <laughs> Apple has a podcast uh, icon on their home screen on the iPhone, it's still pretty difficult to find uh, podcasts. And they're thousands and thousands of podcasts, you know that. So technophobes, if you have something in print, you'll be able to reach the technophobes who go to Amazon and look for a book that talks about your topic. Uh, number two, people with hearing disabilities. I mean, think about it. We, we really don't, but podcast really is uh, an auditory medium. What about the people who have trouble hearing? So you're, you're missing out on that market. And as people get older, and I'm seeing a number of my friends getting hearing aids and stuff like that, this is an issue. This is a real issue. Um, then there are visual learners. You know, people can listen to your podcast, but they, they're, they're scribbling down. They're writing down everything because they're visual learners. I've had people do that when I did uh, teleseminars and webinars, and I'd go back to them and said, how do you like the webinars? We had a lot of great information. They said, oh, I couldn't write it down all. And like, really? Well, there are visual learners who, they're off the scale. They need to see it in order to understand it. Uh, also, there are people who like to highlight and take notes and mark things up. So again, if you have it in a book format, they can ingest, literally eat that information <laughs> and make it more, 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 more useful to them. And then finally, there are businesses that want to distribute your content to their employees. Wouldn't it be great if they gave you a dollar for every book <laughs> that they needed for every employee they had and multiply that over many, many books and many, many uh, businesses that need your information. So those are just a few reasons of how you can make money with your podcast by turning it into a book. And I'm willing to bet that 99% of the people listening here are leaving a lot of money on the table, money that can literally transform their lives and turn their podcast into big money makers if only they could write a book. Oh, Dan, thank you for bringing that up because that's one of the things that podcasters will, we've, one of the biggest reasons podcasters will stop podcasting is they're not making money from their podcast. So you've just enlightened us with so many reasons why we should continue with this conversation and really have a, another avenue for our content. So thinking about podcasting from our podcast, would you suggest that we, we maybe book make a book from each show or like should we do a series of shows or should it be like once a year kind of thing what would you suggest would be the best kind of way that we get our content into a book well actually michelle you touched on three answers <laughs> and i believe in a world where every answer is correct <laughs> so yes you could do a single book with an interview with mm -hmm. one person 
Uh, you might be able to add additional information, maybe have a, an introduction, maybe grab a couple of articles from their website to flesh mm -hmm. out the book a little bit more. Maybe you have a few articles that you've written that flesh out this, this, this topic even more. And then you have the content for the book. So that's one idea. The mm -hmm. second idea that you brought up is the anthology approach. You know, we, we've seen this done in many, many books in this industry for years where, they're, um, where they say, you know, Here's, you know, the success anthology, and they'll have 24 or 36 or 48 authors, each contributing a chapter. So mm -hmm. the chapter could be 500 words or 1,000 words. We've all seen those kinds of books, right? Well, mm -hmm. podcasting lends itself to that very, very easily because you can take 20 of your podcasts and slice and dice them up so that you have the main gist of the, the biggest questions, the most important information, the biggest reveals and ahas, and put those into the book and then have them divided by, by, by either by the, uh, the person or by the content. I mean, if you look at Tim Ferriss's book, uh, Tools of Titans, that really is the model here. He took hundreds of his podcasts and cut out the, or he, 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 he edited in or included, that's the word, he included the best of each of those podcasts, so you really got the meat from each of them, and there are dozens and even hundreds of interviews there, so it's really a wealth. You could do that too with your people. Uh, and then finally, the third way is by topic. So let's say you're doing an inspirational podcast, or you're doing one of the true crime podcasts, or other uh, uh, fiction kinds of podcasts. You can weave those into a book format as well. So whatever format you want, you can turn that information into a book easily. How amazing. Wouldn't that be cool, guys, podcasters? Listen to this. If you are able to give your guests a copy of their interview in a book, like how amazing would that be? Um, yeah, it's just so much more value uh, to your listeners plus to your guests. Uh, wow, that's really great. Thanks, Ben, for, you know, kind of sharing those. Um, I, I, you know, I was thinking it was kind of like a one or the other or the other kind of way of doing it, but all three, that's really great. Um, yeah, you, you know, Michelle, you brought up a really good point there that if you give your guests a copy of the book, you know what they're going to do? They're going to tell everyone on social media that they were featured in this book and then people are going to run out and buy the book. And these are people you don't even know because right. they're in your guests universe. You would never be able to reach them any mm. other way. So this is a wonderful way for marketing your podcast and then you get more, more guests and more, more revenue from your books. Mm. And also PR firms will see, oh, they're actually going to take this and put it into a book so I'll get more bang for the buck for my client. Now I'm willing to give my A-list clients to this podcaster mm -hmm. because they're going to do so much more for them. And I know that that's an issue with you know, getting the, the A-list guests. So the that's more right. value you can show the PR firm, the better guests, the, high, you know, the more profile brand A name recognition guests mm -hmm. you'll probably get. That's great. And, you know, we really um, let our, our clients know that, you know, when you're going on a show um, and you're bringing on a guest to your show, of course, this is one of the best ways to grow your podcast. So then that guest, you know, you're putting marketing material out there to showcase your guests on your show and they're going to share it with their audience. And like you said, Dan, like think about that when they're sharing, they're in a book too. Like how great is that? Um, I think that's just the more mileage out of your content. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for more mileage out of our content. Plus how more ways to monetize. Dan gave us five amazing ways that 
I never even thought about on how to monetize your content uh, oh, from your podcast. You're smart, Michelle. You would have figured it out. <laughs> We're just getting started, Dan. You're already giving us so many nuggets. This is great. I love it. Um, so are podcasters thinking about turning their um, podcast into a book? What's kind of like a process that you would take someone through um, when they come to you, Dan, and say, Dan, I want to write a book with this content. What do we do? What do we do next? Okay. Well, uh, the first thing to think about is your audience. Who is it that would read the book? What problems are you going to solve for them? Because that's the only reason why anyone reads a book. It's to solve their problems. So then you gather the content. And again, it could be one interview. It could be several interviews. It could be the entire interviews. It could be stripped down versions of the interviews. Again, so uh, it will probably just fall into place, frankly. Once you have that that avatar in mind, that 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 audience that you want to attract and say what is her needs what does she need and what content do i have that would answer that problem then you just pick and choose all the information that you need that you have there and here's the interesting thing about books because you know there's a big misconception about books you know we see these books that are four or five hundred pages like tools of titans i mean it's like an encyclopedia well no one wants to read the entire encyclopedia about your topic they just don't people even if tim Ferriss wrote it even if tim Ferriss wrote it we skim that's what we do today we skim, we browse, and you want your material to be skimmable and browsable just like that. So what that means is we don't want a book that's three inches thick in the, uh, in, 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 in the binding. No one wants to read that. Uh, they look at it, they get intimidated. Uh, what they want is something small and flexible and easy to read. I say it's like they want to pick up the book when they get on a plane in New York and finish it by the time they get to Los Angeles. So we're talking about maybe 20,000 words, which is about 124 pages, which would give you enough room on a spine to print the name of your book. A little bit more than that is fine, but I just want to make this easy. 20,000 words is nothing. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You write a blog post. How, how, how long is that? 250 words, 500 words, 1,000 words? So it could be 20 blog posts is 20,000 words, or 40 blog posts if you went to 500 words. So I want to make this sound very, very easy and very, very doable, because think about it. You're not creating content from scratch. You already have the content. You're really an editor. In fact, you could hire an editor and say, here, write this book for me. I have all this great content. Give me 20,000 words based on this and show people how they can overcome these problems, and we're all set. So it really could be as easy as that because you've already done the hard work. You've interviewed the experts. You've found the experts. You've gotten their content. Now just turning that content into a print form so people can read it as a book or as an ebook. You know, so it really becomes a much easier process than anyone could possibly think. So I'm sure when people saw the title for this uh, session, they said, turn your podcast into a book. Man, that sounds really hard. <laughs> no, it's easy. There are steps, you know, yeah. and if your modality is not set for this, then you definitely want to work with a book coach or a book editor to help mm -hmm. you. But this is not rocket science. Everyone who's listening has the ability to do this or can hire it out and then make all that extra money and have all that extra fame and authority by being an author. Ah, I love it. So Dan, do you think that we should be thinking about turning our book into a podcast prior to recording? Are there some things that we can do to organize our content when we're speaking it in a way that would be helpful on the back end when we're turning it into a book? That's a great question. I'm really glad you asked that because that wasn't in my notes. So I'm going to have to think on the fly. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> okay. Now, now, chances are, if you've done an hour-long podcast, you've asked 
a lot of great questions. So you have a lot of great content. And if you ask your guests for a golden nugget at the end, you probably have their secret sauce there as well. So if you don't ask your guests for a secret, uh, for a nugget, then uh, that might be something you want to do because those nuggets could be the, the question you forgot to ask or didn't know how to ask, but it's the one thing that your guest really wants to share. So mm -hmm. that gives them some opportunity to put their own inputs into this because you've probably done a great job researching your guests and asking questions. But even with that, in an hour, there might be something that you might have overlooked or something that they want to share with you. So that way you're assured of getting it. And I think once you have the idea for your book, because right now you've probably done 30 or 40 or 50 podcasts alone, and you're saying, gee, with my book, what, what, what will my theme be? What do I do? Oh, it would be this. Then you realize that you know some of your content would apply and some of your podcasts are, are not. Um, so that going forward, book your guests who fit that mode, who would have the content you need to make your book really, really stand out, and frankly, build your brand. So you'll become known as the person who is the expert in this topic because you have guests who always talk about this topic. So uh, that's probably fundamental, and you're probably already doing this. So I just keep on doing it. and. Uh, you might say to yourself, you know, I've had 10 guests and they all seem to say the same thing about this topic. How can I get those guests to, to touch on different areas and show different viewpoints and expand the topic more? Uh, like if I just had people talking about proofreading and grammar, it would, get, it would, be, would be very deep, but then they'd end up saying the same thing all the time. I want someone about marketing and publicity and advertising and promotion. I might want someone else to talk about uh, some technical factors of how do you publish and how do you put things up on Amazon and how much do you pay these people <laughs> and what, what is my budget for this? So that way you get a, a broader sense of the content. So if you're heavy in one area in your content, I would suggest that you start looking about other areas of content that your readers or listeners would be interested in to get a full picture. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Because some of our um, some of our clients they do solo shows, which is great. That's their content coming out, and then that's really great because you can actually then sandwich that with the experts and see so have a nice rounded out bit of content. So as you're describing this, I'm thinking, great, I'm checking off the boxes in my head from our podcast. <laughs> this is good. We've got how to turn your podcast into work. We've got some all these great things in here, right? So um, I think that's a great way now thinking forward for my podcast, how I'm going to schedule guests is based on what content so far are we missing for our readers to get the whole picture and solve that problem that we were initially trying to solve with that book. So thank you for that. That was a really great nugget. Now going back to the process, is it going to be from transcriptions, our content, or was this something you were listening and writing from our, our show? Well, you start with your transcript, and it, it's there's never been a better time to get transcripts. I'm, I'm sure. Um, well, I was on one podcast, and the sponsor was a transcription company, uh, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Uh, I think it was Rev.com, and I think they yeah. they do a dollar a minute, which mm -hmm. you know is pretty good. There are automated services like otter.ai and descript.com that will transcribe. I think up to six hours a month for free. And they promise a 95% uh, accuracy. I think Rev does a 99% accuracy. So that'll get you started. But you're mm -hmm. still going to have to do editing. And I'll tell you why. 
People don't talk the way they write. And if I look at the transcript of what I said here, I started sentences, I realized uh, I stopped sentences and I started over again. My mind went in a different direction. Uh, Michelle never interrupted me. I never interrupted her. But crosstalk does happen. And uh, <laughs> then you have partial sentences. And you obviously don't want that in your final book. So the transcript will get you a long way but you still need to edit it or hire an editor. One thing I've noticed even with professional transcription companies is that they don't know when to put in a period. There are a lot of commas and sentences. You can have like four lines, like a whole paragraph mm -hmm. that does not have a period because the transcriber really doesn't know where the sentence ends because we use these wiggle words, we use these uh, conjunctions like just, so, maybe, therefore, whatever, and they, they really don't know. So it's up to you to go back and say, oh yeah, here it ends here, or we, he said the same thing twice, let's cut this out, or this example that he said would offend one of my sponsors because he mentioned a name brand, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So there is some editing to be done, but these transcription services can save you a lot of time and energy for very little money, and that way uh, you're, you're ahead of the game. So yes, you will need to edit the material. I do want to emphasize that. You just can't take a transcript. You probably know this because many of you probably already have transcripts. Some of you maybe lightly edit it. Some of you mm -hmm. don't edit it at all. Some of you have wonderfully perfect speakers who, don't, who, who are excellent with every sentence. They're very rare. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that will help you get started. Then there's formatting into a book and all that good stuff. And I had one of my eBooks uh, formatted by a guy on Fiverr, he's probably from Pakistan or Afghanistan or some stand, but it was like $25. So we're not talking big budget here. You can get your work done pretty easily. Um, one of my clients found a proofreader who uh, was doing work for maybe three cents a word, uh, but she had the, well, that's, that's what you would normally pay, about three cents a word to proofread. Okay. For some reason, yeah. mm -hmm. this person was at 0 0.03 cents a word. I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. this is great. <laughs> and she was, from, she was from America too, so it wasn't like you know, a foreign-born speaker. And she yeah. did a great job. But here's the funny thing. He said, you did such a great job, you should really charge more. So he went back to her and said, I have this other project for you. And guess what? She, she charged more. Ah! Oops. <laughs> Oops. So I, uh, I'm afraid to give you her name because she's probably charging you more now. Huh? <laughs> they don't give the name, but tell us, don't use my name because she'll give you uh, the bad rates. <laughs> That's funny. You know, you brought up a good point with the accents. Are, uh, we, uh, we recommend temi.com, T-E-M-I, which is um, the sister company to rev.com, which you mentioned. So rev, like the person, there's a person behind rev that does the um, dollar a minute transcriptions. And then their automated service is Temi, which is, uh, I believe it's 10 cents a minute um, that we get Temi for. But Temi really does not like our Boston accent uh, client. <laughs> and, makes up, and Temi makes up all sorts of words that she did not say or things that she did not say. So when we're turning her blog post or her transcripts into blog posts, we really have to be conscious. <laughs> So I would recommend doing the more expensive, probably the person, um, rev.com would probably be better, a better service to use for those kind of situations when you're turning your content into a book because then 
they're more likely to hear your <laughs> the proper <laughs> the proper words, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. So you get a transcript back that says, "I parked my car in Harvard Yard." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. and add a few swear yeah. words in there, and, and Tim even makes up swear words sometimes. So. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, do a search and replace A H equals R. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need an editor, folks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So editing services is definitely the next you need a book editor, book coach, need someone that's going to help you get this project done. I think that's one of the main keys. And what else do we need done to get this book done? Uh, well, you need some marketing help. And uh, uh, the, I, I teach classes on how to use Amazon ads and Amazon is wonderful. It's like the Google of books. So people are searching for your topic. You can put those keywords in your in your book description you can write your book description and i teach people how to do that you can buy advertising for your book and i teach people how to do that as well and and the advertising is really cheap because you don't pay for uh impressions you pay for clicks so hundreds of people can see your book cover for free but only when they click on the on the picture and they go to your page that's that's when you pay like 20 cents 25 cents whatever for for that click so you can get a lot of branding and impressions uh, for people to see the cover of your book before they, they they start to click on it, and frankly, that's the way people buy things. Uh, in fact, there's we watch the baseball all the time, my wife and I, and there is this uh, commercial, not commercial, you know, they say, and this home run is brought to you by Pizza Ranch for the win, and it's three months into the season. I finally said to my wife, I wonder where Pizza Ranch is located. You know, every game they're talking about Pizza Ranch for the win, and. It never occurred to me, like, maybe we should go there. <laughs> maybe they have good pizza. I wonder what else they have. So then we went online and looked them up. But it took three months for it to break through my stupid head to say, oh, yeah, maybe we should check them out. But they <laughs> so got to you, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why you want all those free impressions, even though people okay. aren't clicking yet. Uh, and then when they do click, they said, look, I've seen this book everywhere. Uh, maybe I should check it out. Then they go to your Amazon webpage and they read about the book and it's cool. And here's the other cool thing. And when you do Amazon advertising, you can say which books or which genre you want your ad to appear in. So let's say there's uh, you're doing motivation and you know, Tony Robbins is big into motivation. You mm -hmm. can use Tony Robbins as a keyword so mm -hmm. that every time his book pops up, your book will pop up as well because they're related. They have the same keywords. So you can do that with any topic under the sun on Amazon. It's really effective and it's really inexpensive. So that's a good way to market your book. And uh, if it makes money for you, keep on doing it. Absolutely. Wow, that's great. So those are ads within Amazon. Is that what you're talking about? Correct. Within yeah. So, so someone is looking for a book, right, yeah. you know, Tony Robbins' book, mm -hmm. and they see the also bots and, and uh, products mm -hmm. related to this book and products sponsored uh, by the book. That's where your, your, your books uh, will appear. So uh, okay. chances are people buy one book on a certain topic. They're going to buy 10 other books on that topic as well. So if, if they're readers, they want more books. Absolutely. I love how you talked about earlier the, the learning style. Not everyone is an audio learner. And uh, that, I think that's great because we kind of forget about that when we're podcasting. We think everyone listens to audio and audio all the time. But, you know, that's why YouTube's so big. People visual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Reading people still read books, which is great. So it's important for us to do that. So in within our book, some of the marketing um, tips to bring people back to our podcast, back to our programs and services. Um, could you give us a couple of um, a couple of suggestions for the marketing side of books? 
Uh, sure. You can put any number of links into a book. So anywhere in your book, you can say, uh, thanks for buying this book. I interview lots of people on this topic on my podcast. Here's the link. Click link. You can get previous issues here. Click link. Uh, see the appendix for all the shows we've done to date. So you can have an appendix with, you know, your dozens or hundreds of shows there with a direct link to the material. Maybe you have some information about the show notes about, you know, the, or the title of the, of the program as well. So that's one way to help market the book. And as I said before, you can put affiliate links into the book as well. And I'm glad I mentioned rev.com. I didn't know they were a sponsor of yours. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not a sponsor. <laughs> one, day, one day they will be. Maybe. Uh, yeah. They should be. They should be. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a way to put affiliate links for, if they are sponsors or if they're just programs that you believe in, like I have maybe 10 or so programs that I believe mm. in for editing and for you know marketing and whatever. So I put those onto my show notes and I'd put them into the book as well. In fact, I just got uh, like $20 into my PayPal account the other day and I figured like it must be from my book because there's no other way they would have found that link. Uh, so, so that was cool. Um, so those are some ways you can get additional revenue for your book. As far as marketing goes, you know, mm -hmm. everyone who's been on your show should be a marketing uh, partner. And I've been on, I don't know, 50 or 60 different podcasts over the mm -hmm. years. And I've seen some people do it right. And some people do it wrong. Mm -hmm. And the ones who do it wrong are the ones who say, you're on my podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you could promote the show. Well, that's great. But what am I going to say? The mm -hmm. good ones are saying, here are five tweets that I pulled from the show. Please retweet them. It's like, oh, okay, this is easy. All I have to do is copy and paste. So realize that your guests are busy. Realize that your guests think about themselves first, not you. I mean, they may thank you for being on the show, but they have their own, you know, everyone's crazy busy. So if you give them five tweets that they can tweet, and then you have, you know, the name of your show, and it's linked to... Uh, your account or your homepage or wherever you want to take them, that's cool. Maybe you include a couple of hashtags because your guests aren't smart enough to figure out hashtags. So you have, you know, hashtag book coach or hashtag entrepreneur or hashtag um, self-growth, whatever. Uh, put those in as well so people can just retweet them. I think mm. that's uh, that makes life so much easier. And also test them because I was on a show and they asked me to tweet and I clicked the link and it just didn't work. Um, so I had to copy and paste. It was a little bit of work for me, no problem. Yeah. But uh, um, make sure it works. <laughs> make it easy for your guests. Yes, make it right. easy for your guests. Yeah. One of the other things that we do too is for um, our guests, we create an Instagram post uh, with an audio clip in it so that it's like a sound bite from the show too. Um, and I love what you said about the tweets because we are, we are missing that. We don't do the tweets, which I think that's a great idea because we've already got the transcription. We can see what was said. So I think it's easy to pull out those tweets. Um, but we definitely do the Instagram audio clip, uh, which is really powerful too. Yeah. One other uh, thing that uh, some of the shows have done for me is they'll have uh, like their own Vi uh, visual and it's you know the Robert Plank show and uh, there's a picture of Robert and there's a picture of me and there's my name and you know big type you know Dan talks about you know uh, how to turn your book how to turn your podcast into a book or how to write your book faster or whatever our topic happens to be and now I have even more incentive to send it out because it's my picture it's really promoting me but it's that backhand promotion you know it's not like me saying I'm great no, yeah. it's I'm on Robert's show and Robert is saying, I'm great and here's the topic and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So if, 
you can do those kinds of uh, logos pretty easily. And that way it gives your guests another reason to promote you and make it easier for you, for, for them to promote you. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hammered a great point. Make it easy for your guests mm-hmm. to promote you, right? right. Uh, you know, there's, there's nothing, you don't want to make them do work to promote you because then they won't. They so won't. Busy. Yep. Your guests are busy. <laughs> it's our job to make it easy for our guests. So thank you for that reminder for our podcast listening out there, guys. Make it easy on your guests. So, Dan, before we let you go today, uh, you inspired me to ask you, what is your nugget that you want to leave us with today? Oh, gosh, now I have to think of a nugget. Okay, (laughs) Uh, I'm going to repeat something I said before. It has never been easier to write a book, and podcasters have the inside track because you're already interviewing experts, you're creating content, it's just up to you to mold that content. This is like the old joke about, you know, uh, Michelangelo and David, and they said, you know, how did you create David? And I said, simple, I took this block of marble, I just chipped away anything that wasn't David. You're in the exact same position. You have all this great content. You just have to chip away and edit away the stuff that is not David, and then you'll have your book. Maybe that's a golden nugget. Thank you for asking. (laughs) That is a great golden nugget. Thank you so much, Dan. Where can we find out more about you? How can we work with you as our book coach? Sure. Um, The name of my book is Write Your Book in a Flash, and here's a branding lesson. The name of my website is, guess what? WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. My LinkedIn, uh, my... um, my, my Facebook uh, group is Write Your Book in a Flash, and my YouTube channel is Write Your Book in a Flash. And I have like about 100 short videos on how to write books and questions that people ask me on my Ask Me Anything calls on YouTube. So there are 100 there. <laughs> a lot of content, a lot of content. So Fantastic. have fun with those. Write Your Book in a Flash. Yes, that's great. Thank you so much, Dan Janelle, for being with us today. We're so excited to have you. Family, make sure you connect with Dan. Uh, reach out to him, watch his YouTube videos, connect with him on his website, hire him as your book coach. You will be thankful. You will get your book out of you so much faster. And on to uh, thinking of all the ways you can monetize your, your podcast now. You know, Dan's enlightening us today with so many great nuggets. So thank you, Dan, for being with us today. And I look forward to having you back again. We're going to talk about media and PR leads next time you come back. Great. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun, and I actually learned a lot. So thank you for your great information. (laughs) Thanks, Dan. Take care. Bye. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.